Let me tell you a story about a Spaniard named Vasquez. Welcome to Genders, Queers, and Buccaneers, the Black Sales Fan Podcast. I'm your host, Andy. And I'm your co-host, Ronnie. And we are here to talk about episode two of Black Sales. Let's do it. I, I, I watched I watched the second one. I watched two Black Sales. I'm officially a Black Sales watcher now. Um, <laughs> I feel like I have to at least get to episode four because I have I have given up on a lot of shows at, a, at around episode three. Um, but I, I am I'm committed. I'm in it. And uh, I'm excited to talk about it. Something that I always tell first time watchers is that it becomes a different show at episode five. So mm, um, interesting. Episode three and four, uh, you know, trigger warning for what's coming ahead is mm. the pretty rough sexual assault storyline. So yeah. I always tell people, you know, if you want to skip those episodes, skip them. Um, you know, if you want to read like a brief recap online, do that. Um, but then, you know, give give it to episode five. And if at episode five, you're still not loving it, might not be the show for you. But mm-hmm. um, I love yeah. the show. And uh, I, I, I think uh, I think it, it only goes up from here. I would love to talk about how much I love this show. But first, you know, we've got to do it. We've got to head over to. I don't know why I'm doing a foghorn. There wouldn't have been foghorns. I love it. What's what's the what's the what's the seventeenth century equivalent of a foghorn? A bell? A ding 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 ding. Let's have it over to Ronnie's <laughs> land lubber learning. Because even if we're on the high seas, it doesn't mean we shouldn't be trying to get straight A's. Uh oh. It's a very action-heavy episode, uh, and so the, while there was some dialogue, some talking back and forth, it was a lot more, a uh, lo- lot less for lo- less on the bone for me to pick up on things that I could learn. But there was a phenomenal scene uh, in this show that I think deserves a bit of a, a deep dive, um, and that is fruit, fruit, tits, tits, plant, plant. Yes. Yes. They're the fucking same. They are the fucking same. <laughs> Show me the difference between these two portraits. There's no difference. These are the same picture. Uh, there uh, is that, that scene where a, an appraiser is trying to explain to a ship captain why a, uh, a piece of Renaissance art is not the same as uh, the scrawled... Uh, bastardization what's the what's is there a name for the that that one recreation of jesus portrait that is very famous that was a, someone did a real bad job on it was a counterfeit i don't know it, there's there's one where we, i don't even know if it was a counterfeit it was just like somebody was like paid to do a restoration of a painting and it looks very much like this just like big alien head with like lifeless eyes kind of thing um the artist that they mention that uh Frazier Frazier is the appraiser um it, he says it is an a masterwork of Adrian Hanneman who was a uh Dutch painter uh who lived in the 1600s uh was a, was a catholic 
had a you know a patron and and did all that that stuff painted a lot of the um dutch and british nobility um a lot of them who were cast out of the court i believe for different you know catholicism and stuff like that um best i can figure out from doing a lot of research around adrian hahnemann this painting that we see in black sales doesn't exist Okay. Like, I don't, I, I, it certainly does not seem to be in Adrian Hahnemann's catalog. I'm super um, curious what your search history was of like, yeah, fruit, fruit, just, tits, it's, tits, plant. Right, plant. right. It's just, <laughs> it's just lady, lady with fruit and tit, uh, Adrian Hahnemann and Black Sails and, uh, lots of Reddit threads about how this is the best scene, uh, of all of Black Sails. So I'm glad, I'm glad now at episode two, I've really reached the pinnacle. The- um, the Black Sails girlies love this scene. It's a great yeah. scene. It's yeah. a good scene. It's a good scene. And Gates just like his his like I love this town. <laughs> like this is yeah. this is this is the the highest entertainment that he can offer. Um, He's watching his soaps. He's yeah exactly. It's a high <laughs> drama. Um, uh, the closest thing that I could find using like a reverse image search was uh, a painting called. Uh, Rebecca Rebecca Boylston. And are you ready for this? I'm ready. The the artist of Rebecca Boylston, this this painting, not the same painting, but but the it's stunningly similar, is one John Singleton Copley. Oh, that's yeah, fun. Yeah, a little Singleton. I don't know if that was intentional at all, but I just said, hey, I know that name. That's a black sales name. That um, is black sales name. I just thought it was interesting. It was uh, a fun little thing. And maybe I'm totally wrong. I would love to be wrong. I would love to know everything about this piece of art. Um, it, it, As far as I can tell, like, Hanneman never drew art. Like, drawing a woman with her breast out is, like, a very common thing in Renaissance art. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as I can tell, he was, like, a bit more straight-laced than that and, and didn't do any kind of work like that. And so, No titties. No titties. It was, it was a lot of children and royalty and nobility, and so it didn't really make sense for a lot of his pieces. But um, yeah, if I am correct, this is Fraser comparing a piece of art that was a recreation of a piece of art that doesn't exist, and it certainly uh-huh. is not a tribute to the artist <laughs> that he uh, called it uh, t- attention to. So um, I loved your deep dive. Yeah, yeah. I, I, again, could very much be wrong. No art historian here, but I—that's uh, my my story, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, and now you know a little bit more. Also, also, I think Singleton. What 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 what, what show do we say that this takes place in? Or, or I'm sorry, what year does this show take place in? Um, roughly, I th- I think it's like 1715. Okay, okay. I think. Yeah, that. that and as far as what I can tell here is John Singleton Copley was not even born until 1738. So like, uh, yeah, lots of lots of plot holes here that has been brought in with this very good scene. Um, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to be disabused of, of my <laughs> ignorance on the Internet and figure out the truth. But for now, that's that's Ronnie's landlubber learning. Thanks for coming, everybody. Ding, 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 ding. School's out. Ding, ding. Aha! In 1715. Yes. Yeah, nice! I love how there's an exact year. 
Uh, it's supposed to be two decades before the events of Treasure Island. Sure, sure. Cool. Well, thanks for indulging my little my little class yeah, there. Let's run off and, and do some do some uh, learning specifically about black sales because I I have a lot to learn. And uh, spoilers: here's something you need to learn. I love this show. It's a good show. Mm-hmm. Are we recapping this episode? Yeah, let's let's uh, like we did last time. I think we we yeah. kind of like just do it uh, contemporaneously. We'll recap. We'll comment and do the whole <laughs> thing. So this episode opens immediately following uh, episode one, mm-hmm. where Billy is having uh, kind of a crisis as he is realizing what he's done, the lie mm-hmm. he's told. Yes, and, big lie, big uh, lie. The the crew is freaking out. They're pumped about all this money mm-hmm. that they're going to be getting. And Flint kind of does a head nod to direct Gates and Billy over that way um, into private. They start talking about, okay, well, you know, we, we just faked this to get rid of Singleton. <laughs> Where's the real page? And they deduce that maybe the cook has it. Mm-hmm. So they start walking towards uh, Silver, and Silver is out of here. He does a swan dive, jumps on a boat, heads to land, mm-hmm. and uh, Gates... we do have a we do have a short scene before this that I don't know if it's, sure. if it means anything, but uh, Randall uh, mm. is is kind of over over Silver's shoulder talking about how uh, you know we don't like thieves. We don't like thieving, uh, mm-hmm. speaking to Silver, but, you know, everyone around Randall is like, seems to be on Singleton's side, and they're like, Singleton didn't steal anything, don't worry about it. Um, and then he tells uh, Silver that he's hungry. Yeah. And that's when Silver is like, peace, things are getting a little bit tight up here. Getting spicy. Yeah. S- Good to call attention to that. That is going to be all of that is going to be coming up later. Um, sure. Silver gets to land, and I love this character moment where he asks like four different people, "Where's this? Where's that? Where's this?" And because mm-hmm. he knows they're following him, um, Gates, Billy, and Flint. When they get to shore, they ask, "Does anyone know where the cook went?" And everyone points different directions because he asked right. about different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Silver, Billy, and not Silver, Flint, Billy, and Gates' hands are kind of tied because they can't reveal why they're after Silver to the crew, or else it will be, you know, made evident that Singleton didn't do anything wrong. Flint made a false accusation, and Billy lied to back him up. So they right. have to be very strategic in going after Silver and uh, lest the crew be made aware of what's really going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Silver gets to the brothel to see Max, I believe, right? Yep. And he's like, hey, they're after me. We got to, you know, make this stuff happen. Don't worry, though. I'm one step ahead. Uh, but, but shit is starting to unravel. Um, mm-hmm. meanwhile, I believe we go to, uh, a scene where Rackham goes to, uh, 
in and asks where Vane is. And Vane is sitting on the beach with a spyglass because he wants to see Flint come ashore deposed. And he mm-hmm. is uh, not thrilled about finding out that his plan did not work. Mm-hmm. Um, Rackham takes all of the crew's money, the Rangers crew's money, has it turned into pearls. Um, because he is planning on buying the information from Max. Mm-hmm. Vane confronts him, and we see that there's a bit of a power struggle on the Ranger crew, where um, Vane hasn't been getting them good jobs since his falling out with um, uh, Guthrie, and Jack is like, if we take this to the crew, they're going to vote in my favor to do this to buy this information because like we haven't had good jobs since you broke up with your ex. Um, but Vane is pissed about it. Vane is like, you're being taken for a ride. This is bullshit. Uh, but he's, he, he's going to go along with it begrudgingly. Mm -hmm. Um, meanwhile, tits, tits, fruit, fruit gates is like, (laughs) I don't need to be running all over the place because, they can't just be walking around with a shit ton of gold or else they'll draw too much attention to themselves. It's too heavy. They're going to have to get this money turned into something else. So I'm just going to watch the, the guy who does that. Um, and sure enough, they get brought to the brothel. They're now on Max's tail. They, they figure out that she's involved with silver. Flint tells Amanda Guthrie, everything that's going down. She confronts Max. Max begs her to, like, let's run away. Let's get out of here. Uh, she says no. And there's this really heartbreaking scene where, like, Max is like, you're going to let them torture me mm-hmm. for this information? Like, I love you. Um, this is really, like, what's going down. And sure enough. Heartbreaking uh, doesn't even begin to cover it. It's, it's, it, yeah. is, it is already this relationship is, like, the one that has seemed valuable not valuable but like has stakes to it is like real like it 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 feels like there is like real mutual respect here and 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 love and to see uh um guthrie to eleanor guthrie have to like treat it as like a thing of convenience as like a business kind of deal to give her up to put her in in harm's way of vain is just like so so such a huge betrayal you feel it the entire time i said amanda guthrie didn't i thank you for correcting me eleanor is her first name yes, i don't know where guthrie. i pulled amanda <laughs> from uh but yeah it's 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 so brutal max uh the actress who plays max um let's 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 drop her name here uh jessica parker kennedy just like fucking sells it, it it's absolutely yeah. heartbreaking um the fact that like Gates and Billy and Flint are trying to be like, it doesn't need to go bad, but it's like, mm-hmm. we are going to torture the shit out of you if you don't tell us everything. Right. Um, right like, and your your partner is going to let it happen. She brought us here. Uh, right. Like, goddamn. It um, is a little bit like, uh, like she allows, like, Vane, she doesn't give up any information to Vane. And mm-hmm. Vane, like, puts her up against the wall, chokes her out. And then these guys come in, and maybe it's just that she's had enough. It's been a long day. 
but she does give that information up a bit easier to um to Billy, to Gates, and to Flint. And it is like it creates this feeling in me that like, oh well she likes them more. Like she she is uh, quote unquote I, friends with them. But like like you said, they were still gonna do the same thing to her that Vane just did. I don't think it's a matter of she likes them more. I think it is that the the jig is fully up now. Sure. Sure. When when Vane is threatening to kill her for the information. Right. She knows that like the the if she doesn't break, the deal is still on. Mm-hmm. Whereas when uh the crew of the walrus shows up, that means right. they are fully found out. Uh right. so they're even if she gets the money from mm-hmm. the Ranger crew, the walrus is just gonna take it. So right. like she knows that if they're here, she's fully fucked. That's fair. That's fair. Um Jack and Vane go to the spot for the meeting. Um, it is nighttime, and it is a scene set at night that we can actually see what's happening. Isn't that mm-hmm. amazing that we used to have the technology to film scenes at night, and we could tell everything that was going on? I can't. Um, I tell you what, I, I can't watch a Zack Snyder movie and and know what's happening in the daytime. <laughs> Uh, but it, it, it's the sketchy like beach front on these rocks mm-hmm. and shoals where a bunch of, you know, like drug addicts and sex pests. And, um, I think generally just like unhoused people, uh, are hanging mm-hmm. out. I think at one point we see someone who's like a leper. Um, so it is, it is the lowest rung of people, uh, in Nassau. And um, they try and get Silver to come out. Silver sends a go-between. Van kills the go-between. Silver just sends another go-between. And as the second go-between is trying to get the pearls, Billy shows up and shoots at Silver. Shit breaks the fan. Everyone's running around. Super chaotic. Uh, Silver hides um, with some people who uh, seem like they're maybe on a trip. They don't really seem to notice him pop in. And he starts memorizing the page. Mm-hmm. Um, Jack has a nasty fall, loses all the pearls in the ocean. Uh, Flint catches Silver. Silver reveals that he burned the page after he memorized it. Um the fallout of the episode is they bring silver to Eleanor and ask if they can kind of imprison him here. Um, and Flint goes off to a woman's house who she's kind of nicely dressed. She seems like she has this cottage. She tells him to take his boots off and he fully collapses, just fucking exhausted. Um, Looks like he's about to cry, mm. and uh, Max leaves Eleanor and goes out into the world, leaving the uh, the brothel behind. Yep. Only other thing that I think is worth mentioning is that uh, not only do um, the crew of the Ranger not get the page, but uh, Rackham is uh, falls backward in the water and loses all of the pearls. Yep. 
uh, which is which, uh, as you said earlier, is the like the rest of the the reserves for the whole ship. Um, yes. and so like. To, to just speak on that for a moment, like it does seem like with this intrigue and this willingness to kind of do anything, they've they've killed a lot of people for for their means. Um, I mean, that's rough to make that comparison when Flint has just eviscerated Singleton. Um, but they 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 seem to have this like Joker kind of uh, vibe where like you can't stop them because they they're just too wild. They're too unhinged. Um, they are very much uh, their The power dynamic has shifted significantly where uh, now that all this money is gone, you have to imagine the crew is uh, not going to be real happy with the, the trio of Bonnie Rackham and, uh, and Vane. Yeah. Uh, Jack is going to have a rough day probably mm -hmm. after losing all of the money. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I feel like I should mention also in this episode much earlier, um, Vane did confront Eleanor about giving them shit jobs and yeah. she just kind of told him to like, go fuck yourself. Like, right. She, it, it, he, he brought it to her being like, uh, I know you're mad at me cause I broke up with you. And she's like, mm -hmm. I don't like you because you're a shitty captain and you have a shitty crew. Uh, and that's yeah. why I'm not giving <laughs> you jobs now go away. Yeah, she was like, this has nothing to do with personal feelings, which is his accusation. She's like, this has right. everything to do with you intentionally fucking over people who I like working with. Mm -hmm. And also your crew runs amok every time they're on this island and does tons of damage and starts fights and hurts people and breaks shit. And mm -hmm. it, you're, you're generally just a pain in my ass. Yeah. What, what do we feel about this episode? What do you think, Ronnie? Um, like I said, there was a lot more action to it. A lot more, um, you know, from, from start to finish. There was, as in any pilot, but especially in this pilot, there's a lot of things to set up. There's a lot of um, exposition that needs to happen. And to this, while there was a lot of this, we talked about last time how it was done well. And since a lot of it was done... And a lot of stuff happened. Like now, it's just the dominoes are falling. Like immediately, mm -hmm. um, that, that these these uh, things of like, oh, now things are really starting to unravel. Happened so soon, and it's not doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like they're trying to move the plot along. It doesn't feel forced that they understand who probably has the page. That they they know Silver is probably the one with the page. Um, that feels good, and honestly, like. It felt right and it felt satisfying that it wasn't going to be like a whole nother episode of like, who could it be? Like, that would have been a little tiresome. It, it's the one new guy. It's the one new guy who yeah. we didn't search. Like, it's 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 very, like, easy to, to you know, uh, pin that down. And then you don't have to, um, you know, there, there is this the moment of who could have done this, who could have broken into my ship. And then immediately following that, Flint kills Singleton. And then immediately following that, they're like, ah, it's Silver. Let's get that guy. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's good. It, it immediately becomes like a cat and mouse game. It comes a good chase. And uh, the resolution of the whole thing that basically Silver needs to be kept alive is very good. 
Like it, mm-hmm. it very much uh, establishes a lot of things. Like, uh, like we talk about how early Singleton was dispatched and how frequently people just get killed for nothing on this show. And now you have a very concrete reason why, why um, silver can't die and why silver has to be protected. And it's like, Oh, that's good. It's just very good. Um, Big fan. I love that this entire episode is basically one chase scene. Yeah. Like it is, it is one long chase scene. Uh, there are some really funny bits. Uh, tits, 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 uh, tits fruit, 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 plant, plant. Uh, is is a wonderful meme. Um, that the the fandom has kind of latched onto. It's really funny. Um, yep. I like that this is Jack's episode. Like, I really think mm. Jack is the standout character. Uh, Toby Schmitz plays Jack Rackham. Does an absolutely incredible job. Um, and he flies too close to the sun here. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, Uh, it's, it's completely logical. Like nothing that he, I mean, everything is a huge risk, but as far as risks go, this is like, this is as close to a sure thing as you can get to. If you don't account for, you know, the crew of the walrus kind of cutting, uh, cutting you off at the pass. Well, and like Jack set the wheels in motion here with the understanding that Flint was out because of Vane's plan. So if Vane's plan hadn't gotten fucked up Mm -hmm. and they were dealing with Singleton, this is, you know, pretty much a guaranteed thing. Singleton was a bit of an idiot. So, and had no idea um, about the page. Like was, was none the wiser about any of this. Um, add, add on to the fact that, like, if Vane had bought in and was not such a begrudging partner, like, could it have gone smoother? Like, I, I love that Jack does his version of the, let me tell you a story about a Spaniard named Vasquez, uh, to Vane, and it doesn't work. Vane is like, you're a fucking (laughs) idiot. Like, I don't, I don't believe Jack, Jack shit of this. Um, but like if 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 Vane had bought in, would it have been like an easier job for Rackham mm-hmm. to pull off? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's also like worth noting that Anne isn't present for when shit goes bad. And yeah. like we don't know where she is, but if she had been there, like mm-hmm. we know that her and Jack work really well together. We saw them uh tear shit up in episode one. So like right. God damn, why'd you leave your like muscle at home? Right. And if it, all, all the way down, like uh, Vane fucks this up right down the line, like if he doesn't, you know, give Max such a, a hard time, if he if he doesn't abuse her, then like, who knows what happens later? And if he doesn't uh, kill the like go between the middleman. Then, like he probably, they probably get the page. Like they probably he, like get it handled. We don't, we don't know how long it took Silver to grab a second guy and convince <laughs> that second guy to go walk over to Vane because it it like cuts to another scene and then it cuts back to the second right. guy showing up. But right. like, yeah, 
yeah, if if he had just given it to the first guy and then Silver sends the page, like, seems like it's done. Done deal. I mean, you still have to deal with Flint, but then then it's a matter of just fisticuffs. And that's, you know. Yeah, we have to pay. Seems like we they can the hold their own a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it it it, it is like tip to toe, just vain stepping in it the entire time. And uh, fucking rack him over to now where he is like Rackham's Rackham's going to be the in the doghouse for all of mm-hmm. Vane's bullshit and his own risks and his own you know highfalutin ideas about about things. But my cats um, are meowing very loudly, so I'm sorry. Hi, if any kitties. of that is coming through. I'm sure that that is uh, the highlight of the episode for most folks. <laughs> um. Yeah, there's just like a lot. We talked about the the like truly heartbreaking betrayal uh, between Eleanor and Max. Um, we do like find out in this episode that like, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like Max is exclusive to Eleanor, um, and that is well known. Um, which is cool. Like, I, I think I, I talked last week about how, like, she's in her bed and it's not really a thing, but maybe it's, like, actually a thing and they just weren't showing it. It's like, it seems like it's just not a thing. It seems like it's just there, an item, and Nassau knows it, and that's just fine. Other than people using yeah. Max or Eleanor to get to the other person. I I don't know how public knowledge it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like it's something Flint knows about. And I imagine it is a big reason why Flint has kind of a mentor, father figure type role for Eleanor. Um, it seems like it's known to Vane because Eleanor is his ex. And I imagine he would be. And he, he seems very smitten with her still, so I imagine he's kind of keeping up on any sort of gossip about her. Mm-hmm. It seems like Mr. Scott knows, who also seems yeah. to have like a mentor relationship to Eleanor. I don't know if the whole island knows, but um, what it, it doesn't I, seem like she's going out of her way to hide it. What I the what I pulled from the the episode to like indicate to me that it was a bit more wide known was that when Silver comes into Max's room, she's given a hand job to just some random oh, guy. Yes, good point, good and, point. And he like is begging for her to have sex with him. And she says, You know the rules, and he says something along the lines of like, Oh, you're you're only for her, you're only for I forget if he says Eleanor specifically, but like he says like you're you're exclusive to her. Mm-hmm. And and she says and she pays very highly for the privilege of it. Um, so Good like, point. yeah, seems to me like it's, it's, it's Max is, it, uh, it is understood. Yeah. That yeah. Max is privately for Eleanor. Um, yeah. and that when, uh, when, when Eleanor comes people in, know it. when Eleanor comes in after, um, uh, Max was beat up, uh, Noonan, the, the owner of the, the brothel is like, oh, well maybe you can talk some sense into her. Like. Mm-hmm. It, it is again that would that Noonan knowing yeah. would not mean, mean that it's an island wide thing, but it does feel like you know 
Maybe it's just no, that. No, I maybe, think you're right. Maybe Max, Max is that guy's the, the rando handjob guy. Is, right. Yeah. Unless that guy is just Max, like Max is uh, is that guy's favorite, and he just has learned the rules, and he's just got an inside <laughs> info because there's lots of time during these hand jobs to talk about stuff. Um, but yeah, that that's what I took away from it. That's what I felt like it was trying to to elucidate. Yeah, and it it is it is very cool that it's a well known thing. Um, yeah. And like, God, yeah, they have such an interesting relationship and it's, it's so sad how it all blows up in episode two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is, uh, really, it's, it doesn't always come down to this kind of thing, but in relationships like this, where like there is a clear power imbalance to some degree, um, it is all about what somebody is sacrificing all about what someone is giving up. And it seems like Max is giving up a whole lot um, just in terms of like basically being, I know that Elizabeth or Eleanor is not necessarily the governor, but like she she has to do things a little bit more under the radar. She would probably like to be more of a, a, a covert agent handling a lot more of these jobs like silver is bringing to her, but like, she's, she's, this is the kind of thing that happens and she's definitely giving up a lot of money by just doing hand jobs. Um, that, that, that's gotta be a huge uh, dent to the pocket. Um, and Eleanor is giving up a lot is sacrificing a lot, but not necessarily as it comes to this relationship. It doesn't seem like she is she's getting a lot of of uh, out without pouring too much investment back in. It reminds me a little bit of Tyrion and Shay in Game of Thrones, where Shay is begging Tyrion, like, let's leave King's Landing. King's Landing fucking sucks. Mm -hmm. We'll have enough money to set ourselves up comfortably. Let's get out of here. And for Tyrion, he's like, it's not about comfortability. It's not about the money. It's about, like, I have power and agency here, despite Mm -hmm. being a little person, that out there I won't have. Right. And I really like this job I do, and I like the political game, and I'm good at it. And I won't have anything like that out there, where for Eleanor, she, as, like, don't get me wrong, she's a she's a white woman, but she has a position and respect and authority here as a woman that she wouldn't have on the lamb out there with Max. Sure. And she is unwilling to give that up to to run away with her. Um And on I that think- same parallel, on that same parallel, what Max seemingly I, I and this is extrapolating a lot, but like Max seems to enjoy a little bit of privilege, a little bit of, um, you know, finery just by the proximity to uh, Eleanor. And so Mm -hmm. I can very much see in from from Max's perspective is like, as long as I've got you, like, I'm good. Like, all I've known that has been good has been, you know, a lot of because of you and to not only 
be disabused of that idea and have it taken away in like the same moment is absolutely heartbreaking. And I, I, I think especially with this breakup and Eleanor being unwilling to like risk it all for Max and to, mm-hmm. to run away with Max. I do think we need to keep in mind that reading between the lines of how this character is written, I think she is intended to be younger than the actor playing her. And um, Eleanor or Max? Eleanor. Okay. Um, it, fr- from my multiple rewatches, I think Eleanor is intended to be a little bit younger than, sure. um, what is the actor's name? Uh, than Hannah New is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suspect they went with Hannah New because Eleanor's got to do a lot of adult things that sure. casting, uh, someone a little bit younger, um, would have, like, just been bad taste or, would have been very difficult for uh, a less experienced actor to pull off. So they went with yeah. someone who is maybe a little bit older than the intended character, um, mm-hmm. which I think was a great choice. I think she does a phenomenal job, but I think a lot of people are like, I don't know how old Hannah knew is when this is, was filmed, but you know, late twenties, early thirties. And it's like, sure. well, someone, you know, Eleanor should know better. And it's like, I think from, from my viewing of this show i think she's supposed to be like 19 to 22 and it's a little bit more understandable for her to make some of the choices she makes if she's five six eight years younger than yeah the the character looks for sure for sure no that makes a lot of sense um maybe that's my own headcanon but i think it makes <laughs> the character uh decisions make way way more sense and be a little more sympathetic to uh yeah. some of the choices she makes yeah and i mean it, not not to give her too much credit because again this is like this is a huge betrayal she has only just found out that her dad is like a prisoner of the walrus basically <laughs> Uh, not not necessarily being held against his will, but he's a fugitive from the British Navy, and so uh, he's recovering on the walrus. And, like, doesn't seem like Eleanor has a whole lot of, like, love lost for her dad, but as she points out, like, if he goes down, the whole, the whole fucking thing goes down. There's no, there's no Nassau anymore. And if he comes back, then, like, it's it's just as bad because it's him deposing her and returning, you know, uh, as she says, like some, some bastard with a raises a pipe in London and says, ah, Nassau is back in good hands or whatever. I don't necessarily disagree with Eleanor's actions. This episode, Mm. I, I know the fandom fucking hates Eleanor for how she treats Mm. Max and how she cheats how she treats Charles. But like in both circumstances, her boundaries seem pretty fucking clear and Mm -hmm. she is not responsible for Max and Charles facing the like logical repercussions for crossing her boundaries. Like it, Mm -hmm. it, it seems like she's pretty upfront that like, Nassau is what's important to me and my position in Nassau is what's important to me. I am interested in romantic relationships with Charles or with Max, but like don't fucking rock the boat 
for Nassau, and like that is all Vane does all the fucking time. And Max like did that here. Now her idea of like I'm gonna do this and then we're gonna run away together. It's like, did you ask her if she wants that before you did it? Like, yeah, I don't know. I like I don't think. Eleanor Guthrie, like pirate queen, um, having to like be like, yeah, like Max, you you tried to do a scheme and like it is not working out for you. You need to like sure. pull the plug on it now and tell me the information or like shit's fucked. Uh, yeah. There's some some badass pirates waiting outside, and Max is like caught up on the like well you brought your like pirates here and it's like yeah max she's the fucking pirate queen like (laughs) well there's also an interesting point there where it's like she says like oh you brought them here but they were like gates and and billy were already watching the door they were headed yeah they they had already caught you eleanor is there as like a mediary between them to be like hey don't murder my girlfriend please because my girlfriend is going to give you some information and save her life. Like that, that, that moment of specifically of her, like you brought them here. I feel like was not addressed in the show as like, no, yeah. that's not the whole story. But I was sitting there like, well, they were, they were on their way. They knew like they, you were being sloppy. Like is what happened. They, they watched Anne Bonnie stand in guard. Like, right. like during yeah. the first meeting, like, yeah, like you were caught Max. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get me wrong, I love Max, but uh, yeah. Eleanor gets a really bad rap, I think, for her treatment of Charles and her treatment of Max uh, throughout the show and specifically in this episode. And just talking about this episode, I don't think Eleanor really did anything too unforgivable. Um like, don't get me wrong, I don't think her and Max have a great, like, healthy relationship, and her and mm-hmm. Vane certainly don't, but um, her her caring about her position in Nassau and, like, being willing to do anything to keep it, I I don't think is this unforgivable, awful thing. Like, everyone yeah. knew that going into a relationship with her, and um, they chose to do these schemes and have these plots and they got sloppy and got caught. That's not Eleanor's fault. I am very excited just based on the way you're talking about it uh, for Vane to develop into a character that I find likable Um, because I I don't, I don't (laughs) at all right now. And like, I think that's probably intentional, but like the idea that like there are people who, uh, side with Charles Vane over Eleanor, which is, it's just not where I'm at at all right now. And I'm excited for their, not excited to be like, I can't wait to like this guy that I don't like. I'm excited for the character development that has to take place in order for that to happen. Um, it's, I'm, I'm very pumped about that. Um, I, I will say that the, I mean, the, the fandom is very split on who their favorite character is. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say a, a good large chunk of the fandom is like Charles Vane apologists. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they're necessarily wrong. 
Sure. Yeah. Uh, the, the fact I, that you're, I, you're positioning them as they seems odd to me that you yeah. are not among them. <laughs> I I love Vane. Um, I hated Vane for a while. It took it yeah. took Charles Vane a long time to win me the fuck over, and he does win me the fuck over. Um, but he he's got an arc, and he's going to make some decisions, and he's going to make some choices, and um, I I respect that man's uh kind of yolo attitude <laughs> oh yeah looking forward to it be excited to, to 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 you know get to that place with Vane. i like rackham rackham was a lot more likable this episode i'll say that much i i love um, jack rackham also uh no one loves jack rackham more than toby schmitz uh the actor who plays jack rackham <laughs> uh he does a phenomenal job and um i appreciate how much he loves the fandom too he's uh, very outspoken about loving Black Sails and loving Black Sails fans. And um, uh, the man wrote Jack Rackham fan fiction and hired a comic book artist to like do a comic of it. Um, uh, apparently, while filming, the Ranger crew would uh, hang out every night when they finished filming. They'd order pizza. They'd get a bunch of like beer and rum and they would tell stories as their characters about each other and stuff Mm -hmm. um and that was like their bonding exercise so um and jack and vane would all hang out and they would tell stories about battles and schemes and how their characters met and whatnot and uh i just think that's fucking adorable Mm -hmm. it's that real classically trained actor shit that yeah. real, like, the real, like, oh, I was doing uh, Shakespeare uh, not uh, two years ago, and now I'm on Black Sails, and this is how I uh, relate to characters that I'm playing. Yep, yep, yep. Very good. It's very good. All right. I, I, I mean, there's, there's, I, I feel like that's the, there's, there's probably more to be said about, about Silver, but I'm sure we'll get more into, into him next episode with what his, uh, decision to become the uh the codex of finding this big 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 ship of gold um but was there I, anything more i be- i believe i compared flint last episode to uh like wiley coyote who is running off a cliff and refusing to look down and as mm-hmm. long as he doesn't look down he can keep running and that is that is silver now silver yeah has has fully run off the cliff he if he looks down he will fall but as long as he keeps running he's gonna be fine and um i i i think it's kind of beautiful that both flint and silver have that same kind of energy about them uh right. even as early as season one episode two where they are both laying the track as the train is coming and they just can't let the train catch up to them and they're both so desperate well it feels a little bit like game recognized game because if uh flint is not so wily coyote about it not isn't so dead set and silver goes oh the page that you want i did burn it i did light it on fire i but i know it all he's dead like he's just like out of anger, <laughs> out of pure just fury, he's just stabbed right through. 
but he can see that Flint is like similarly in his position of just like just barreling forward. And uh, he he's able to manipulate that and, and and take advantage of that. It really, I I'm excited to learn more about Flint. A little light on Flint this episode, honestly. But um, what do you think is going on with the end? I don't know. I, I, at he's first, I was one. like, he's got a wife. He's got a sister. He's got he's got some like just a patron. Um, she's like not alarmed to see him and he kind of like rides off to see her in a like in a way that indicates that he's clearly been there before um she's playing the piano forte which is what all the high class maidens be doing then um i don't know i don't know it's Um, it's... apparently in one of the brothel scenes the musicians are playing the outlander theme i don't know if you caught that Ooh, i didn't now i have to listen through because it is uh, Bear McCreary uh, yeah. does does the music for both shows. Uh, the Outlander theme is Skyboat Song, um, mm-hmm. like the actual like intro theme, and that is like a classic uh, Scottish uh, Gaelic kind of kind of uh, folk song. Um, but he did like the 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 reinterpretation of it. The 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 um, the song the the music for it for for Outlander. I'll have to listen back through that. That's pretty cool. I am very excited mm-hmm. to hear more Bear Bear McCreary music. It's been very good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, uh, definitely like a cliffhanger ending about like who is this mm-hmm. woman? What is her relationship to Flint? Um, it's uh, a very important character, one of my favorite characters. So I'm excited mm. that uh, we got a little tease of meeting her this episode. I like. I don't know. I I don't know if I like, but. <laughs> It's it's interesting to me that Flint is just going to like almost out of just like rote like, oh, here's a situation that is kind of tricky that I need to talk my way out of. Let me tell you a story about a Spaniard named Vasquez. And he just enters like a fugue state where he repeats the story. I want to see that like come to its full con- where he's just like got a gun to his throat and he's like at, at the end and he's like, well, but. But have you heard of a Spaniard named Vasquez? Like just, just like totally like out of his depth, being like, "No, this this has to work." I'm so so obsessed with this Spaniard named Vasquez. Yeah, I mean, if you got to go to hook line and uh, reel them in, you know, right? Do what you got to do. Old old just, old playbooks. Just just, just the degree of drama. To- that he like begin like it is it is absolutely like the same script as he did with with the senior Guthrie and like it's 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 very good it's very good but I, it does seem a I little mean, bit he, like he's his his wheels are spinning upstairs but maybe like the the output is not as great as it ought to be. He says it like an evangelist, like he says it yeah. like a preacher. Yeah, um, like he he has a sermon that he has 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 memorized and he uses it to sell his version of heaven which is if we have this money we can use it and um you know we'll become the princes of the new world mm-hmm. yeah and all he wants to do that was a good the 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 like epilogue to the man named vasquez story where he talks about how someone told him to, or somebody told a story about like take an oar and walk far enough inland that someone mistakes it for a shovel. 
is very good. Mm-hmm. Very, very good. Because anyone who mistakes an oar for a shovel does not know the troubles of the sea. And that is where you can find peace. And it's like, fuck. And then we see there. him at the end of the episode go far inland mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to this little cottage. And there's this lady, you know, she's wearing a fancy dress. She's playing the piano and she tells him, take your boots off. Like, mm-hmm. what is that? Where is this place? And how does that connect to, um, you know, going to a place where you can't be troubled by the sea? Yeah, it's very, it's, it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right. I said it well, was light well, on Flint, but it was it was there was there was enough Flint to keep my mouth keep 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 my uh keep me excited, keep me interested. So I think that does it for us, right? Anything mm-hmm. else to say? No. Uh check out where they may radio.com for more of our shows and check out uh uh Roll Weird uh also on the network and and uh some other good stuff. Go to patreon.com slash WTM radio to get more information. Uh, we're, we're using that as like a social platform too, because all social platforms are kind of a garbage fire right now. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, that's the place to go. If you want to want to catch up with us and if you want to give us a little bit of the, a little bit of your own pearls, you know, maybe you don't, don't let them fall into the ocean, put them in our pocket. We'll, we'll, we'll treat, Toss. we'll treat them real good. Toss one pearl into the ocean for Jack Rackham and then toss one our way. Right. And then you keep the rest. I think that's a great deal. It is. Honestly. Honestly. As far as pearls Mm -hmm. go. Yeah, that's a good deal. You're making out on that deal. How do we sign off? How do we uh, do we have a do we have a sign off? I had it I had a quote last time and I have no idea what it is, so I'm actually listening to my audio from last week to see if it's worth saying again. Stick with me. Stick with me. I'm sticking. I'm not going nowhere. Oh, okay. I said... From your princes of the new world. Mm. But That's good shit. Yeah, you want to go with that? Sure. From your princes of the new world, I've been Ronnie. They've been Andy. I- Sorry, I, I, I stepped on yours. You oh, wanna, you're you good. Wanna... You're good. Uh, Take two. Yep. From your princes of the new world, I've been Ronnie. I'm Andy, and uh, this is this has been Genders, Queers, Buccaneers. We'll see you next time for chapter three.
where they may radio.